Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. My name is Emma Foster and joining me as always is my compatriot in these travels, Mr Mike Mould. How are you sir? I'm fine, thank you very much. Oh, very good. And today we're going to do the other bit of the greatest cliffhangers of all time and we're going to explore the cliffhangers from the modern series. <laughs> yeah, when we said um, we would do it sometime in the future, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we went in two weeks, so... Yeah. <laughs> If you like, you can, you can listen to the show much later or something like that, if you like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult when you've got uh, a brand new series, like, around the corner to try and fill in the gaps. <laughs> We're working on it. So this sounded like, this thought, we thought this would be the best idea, so let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, might you want to kick us off and give us your number five? Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to, like, differ from this uh, this time round. Since, yeah, uh, I've got a feeling that, you know, although there are less cliffhangers to pick from, mm. I think that our, the actual ones we pick are going to be quite different. Yeah. Now now watch us do exactly the same bloody ones. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, my number five is Utopia. Ah. Um, because obviously it's been kind of building up to the reveal. It, you, you know, you get... Uh, Derek Jacobi doing a, a marvellously evil turn mm. as the restored master. And then you get the regeneration into John Sim. And uh, basically he nicks the TARDIS and leaves the Doctor Martha and Captain Jack stranded at the end of the universe with the future kind of clawing away at the doors. <laughs> I mean, it's not often that the Doctor feels truly boned, mm. but he feels truly boned in this. I mean, this is actually my number three. So. All right. Yeah, I mean, because at the time, I mean, I remember just being so excited mm-hmm. um, and going, I want to be the master, I want to be the master, I, you know, just mm-hmm. ridiculously, like, so ridiculously overexcited for this one. <laughs> and when, when the re- reveal was um, sort of, you, you know, if everyone's was finally justified in all the, the weeks and weeks of speculation, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all the say my name stuff as well is, is great. You know, yeah. it's so, it's so much fun. I'm going to say it, but... Derek Jacobi absolutely makes it. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about it when we talked about season three on the on the, when we did our review of season three, mm-hmm. that the guy just by turning round, yeah, and it's all in his eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's magnificent. Yeah, it's chilling. It is. It's so scary. And I mean, you know, this is what you get for having quality actors, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, it really is so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of one of those. It's it, it was iconic, I think, as well, because there had been a lot of speculation about bringing the master back, full stop. And I think there was quite a, you know, not an inconsiderable amount of fan fans who were like, you know what, maybe leave him in the in the past. But I think that um, obviously with this kind of this kind of introduction to him and mm-hmm. um, and this sort of magnificent cliffhanger yeah it put a lot of people's worries to rest permanently yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i mean you know john sims just sort of manic take on Mm. the master i mean you can sort of like take it or leave it but you know in that moment you sort of like feel like he's he's never more dangerous Mm. you know what i mean because he's completely unpredictable well i mean you know give give someone like that the most powerful machine probably in the universe mm-hmm. and the ability to do any, go anywhere and do anything essentially. I mean, uh, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. So, you know, and the, the episode is kind of good enough that it gives it that weight. Mm-hmm. 
and um, you know, you it sort of a tribute to how well it's sort of written, and again, the acting is that you completely go with that as an audience. I think. Yeah. So what have you got? Okay, so my number five, I had Heaven Sent. Okay. Yes. Of the Doctor triumphantly walking on to Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I mean, because Heaven Sent, I mean, we sort of eulogised about it again when we we talked about it on the show. Um. Well, the last year when uh, the, when it went out. Um. It's it's such a kind of a different episode. It's Heaven mm. Sent. Um. And the torture that the Doctor goes through. Jesus. <laughs> All these millions and billions of years of punching through this wall mm-hmm. and he finally <laughs> gets out of his confession dial and he's there to sort of you know chew kick ass and chew gum and he's all out of gum mm-hmm. um it's it's a not so much a punchy air moment but it's a, oh daddy's home sort of yeah. thing and it's it's so great i mean because the episode itself like i say it's it's kind of it's heartbreaking episode heaven mm-hmm. sent and very emotionally resonant, but then, you know you get that sort of triumphant, sort of uh, big boy cowboy walk onto yeah. Gallifrey, and uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a sort of like a dark triumphant as well because you know yeah. shit is going to hit the absolute fucking fan. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I have to like spoil it. I actually don't have any um, Capaldi episode. Um, oh, okay. I don't know why it is. I think it's just sort of. Um, I think I just sort of like went through like obviously the list and a lot of them which while sort of good they didn't really like stand out that much I mean I actually actually had to look up quite a few of them just to try okay, and remember yeah. what what actually happened um but no you're absolutely right um heaven sent the cliffhanger is not so much the doctor in peril it's more mm. of a okay now things are going to really Kick it, kick into an even higher gear. Mm. Yeah, it absolutely is, and um, you know, it. You want your, you kind of want your sort of, well, not an anti-hero at this point, mm. but his your actual hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to get to get his ability to, I mean, because there's only so much you can watch your hero get beat down. Yeah. And you know, still sort of go with it, but then when you he's sort of gonna, you know, finally get his due. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yes, <laughs> uh, that's our boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, my number four uh, is Bad Wolf. Okay, cool. And it's mostly just because it's one of those sort of cliffhangers where the Doctor isn't in peril. Um, I mean, Rose obviously is because she's like in the heart of the Dalek uh, mothership, but it's more. Um, it's it's one of those few sort of like cliffhangers you get in Doctor Who where it's more about the statement mm. of impending ass kicking, yes. uh, kind of like Heaven Sent really, yeah. um, when you know the Daleks are threatening the Doctor and he just goes no, you know, and, and yeah. he's like wait what and he goes told you no, and he says you know no because this is what I'm going to do I'm going to. St- I'm going to save, I'm going to save Rose Tyler and then I'm going to save the Earth and I'm going to wipe every last stinking Dalek out of the sky and it's just Eccleston's sort of righteous fury it really mm. sort of like shines through and the best bit is when he just says to Rose I mean in, in classic Big Brother fashion I mean I, I know I complain about this episode because um, it uses a lot of this sort of like modern day television series which you probably wouldn't get that far in the future but when yeah. he says I'm coming to get you and you know he means it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because um, 
I mean, obviously this this episode had a lot to carry. I mean, because mm-hmm. um, it's the it's the first end of series. Yeah. So this is kind of for for people. Well, really for the show, full stop, because it hasn't really done sort of short, continuous, interlinked series like this really for a very mm-hmm. long time. So they have to kind of stick the landing here. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, your, your big setup of the last episode and all this sort of thing, where you're, you're going to lose your principal and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to to um, to pull that off. I mean, it's hard enough as it is. So you need your big run in. Mm-hmm. So this episode has a lot of weight to carry in that regard, and yeah, I agree with you. I think again when we talked about series one on the show, um, that unfortunately, uh, sort of you know, ten years hence or more than ten years now, mm-hmm. a lot of those shows aren't the zeitgeist anymore or aren't on telly anymore. Yeah. So that does lose a bit of its punch, but you know that's you, you know that's the gamble, unfortunately. Mm. Um, you know, at the time it was it was good. So I mean, you know, you can't judge these episodes on, you know, some references they made to things that are ten years old now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it, and as well, it really tests how much the audience now is invested in the Doctor. Like, because if yeah. you if he does that thing of coming to get Rose and you don't believe him, no, then you're screwed essentially. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, it's a hell of a lot to put on this episode and Bad Wolf pulls it off. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Number four, uh, turn left. Okay. Oh, yes, actually, I forgot that was a cliffhanger, actually. Yeah, I mean, again, because I had to, I mean, one that, what got me was I was sort of sitting there thinking when we, when we were talking about doing this, when I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, is that actually a cliffhanger or is that just a really sort of big moment in the episode? Well, it is technically a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is kind of, yeah. It is a cliffhanger. I mean, because obviously you get the, the, the big reveal of the uh, of the of Donna talking about uh, Bad Wolf. Mm-hmm. That she told her two words, and the doctor flips out and and <laughs> Donna's like, "What? What? What?" And of course, obviously, we as the audience already know what that means. Yeah. And then we have crashing into the TARDIS, and the cloister bell is donging, and you know we're in for a for a hell of an episode coming up. Again, it's a bit like Utopia and Heaven Sent, mm-hmm. in that you get a kind of a, a really heavy episode. I mean, because Turn Left is yeah. Wow. <laughs> that yeah. put you through the ringer, Turn Left. That that and Midnight, I honestly just can't watch anymore. Because it's right. just, I mean, midnight for obvious reasons, but um, turn left is just, just like sort of like things, just how things just un- completely unravel, mm. and it's just, and it's really sort of like crushing to watch, you know, especially it is when crushing, have, yeah, especially when you like um, have, um, I think it was Sarah Jane who uh, intervened in what what would have been Smith and Jones, yeah, and she ends up dying, like trying to save a few of the hospital staff and it's just like oh jesus yeah i mean that's it i mean when you that that is the thing that changes you know when um all the torchwood team die in poison sky the mm. uh the titanic space titanic crashes into the palace um and the adipose kill 60 million people in the united states yeah which is absolutely nuts but you think well of course, because there's yeah. no doctor. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I think there's probably some some school saying, oh, it's very heavy-handed and, like, you know, it eulogises the doctor too much and that's been the, the the main, you know, the major fault of this of this revived series as a whole and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. But, I mean, the emotional impact of it is just devastating. 
Yeah. And so you have that denouement when you think, you know, everything's fixed, we're good, and then it's like, nope. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I honestly forgot about that one. But, uh... Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologise to me. <laughs> well, it's, it's just sort of like, because you sort of like, in your mind, you know what the two-parters are. Yeah. And the, and the occasional one is like three-parter. And I always sort of like forget that turn left... Ends that way probably because I don't really watch it anymore, as as I've said. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely hear what you mean. Uh, so my number three is the time of angels. Oh, again cool. with the uh, episode ending speeches. Now, the only problem I have with this cliffhanger is I don't know whether it's because I sort of like spend my time doing editing stuff and things mm. like that, but. When the doctor fires the gun, that should then it should have cut to the credits. But you always get the shot, the very quick shot of the uh, gravity globe exploding, mm. and that always sort of bothered me. But it's not that big a deal because you get Matt Smith just, I, I you know, on fire. What he, I mean, for all like Matt Smith's eleventh doctor was sort of very goofy, like flailing his arms around like an idiot and all mm. that. When he got when when he gets his let's get dangerous moment, mm. he gets it. Yeah, know. I mean, he's, he was mad good at ice. Mm-hmm. Like he could really turn on the sort of he could really hit the rage button. Yeah, and really kind of switch like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like even the animated Graham Norton didn't uh, knock it down a peg or two from in my. Uh... Oh gosh, <laughs> what a nightmare that. So that's what the second. What? How many times is now that Graham Norton sort of like mess with Doctor Who because you had Rose? I think he might and... be up to three now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I mean, because he has he has jokes on his show that the Doctor Who fans hate him because <laughs> of the amount of interruptions that has been he's caused not, in the show. Well, I mean, Time of Angels wasn't his fault. That was no, well, no, it's not really his fault. But, no, it was just um, his animated head. Yeah, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I mean, Time of Angels and, you know, Flesh and Stone are just magnificent two parts. I mean, a lot of people complain about them because they sort of like seem to make the angels overpowered. But yeah. when you th- when actually, if you think about it, in Blink, they're just scavengers. This is the angels at their normal level yeah. of power. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it, to be, you know, just to tangent a little bit, I think we've, we've talked about it before that the angels are a little bit in danger of going the mm. way of the Borg. Yeah. In the you know, when we first meet the Borg, yes, they are powerful and the Enterprise just survives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then the next time we meet um, you know, it's Hugh and you know, they're a bit cuddly and all this sort of thing and um but yeah, it's sort of the the problem of making well, I mean it wasn't next generation's problem, but it was more Voyager's problem. Yeah. In that they made the Borg more and more powerful, more and more powerful, more and more powerful, bigger, 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 mm-hmm. until they eventually had to invent something that was even worse than them to kind of neuter them. <laughs> yeah. In species eight four seven two. So I think that there is a there is a slight danger of the angels going that way, but they kind of use them sparsely enough that they're not quite at that point yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, some might say like they're sort of like getting there with um, Angels Take Manhattan and you get the mm. uh, Statue of Liberty angel. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's just sort of like, oh, Jesus, he went there, you know? Mm. I always thought it was funny more than anything else. But um, no, like we say, Matt Smith just absolutely just brings it. With oh, his, he does, yeah. With his speech. 
And I, I, was, yeah. and I, I like these sort of like rare um, sort of ones where, I mean, yes, they're in, obviously in danger because they're getting surrounded by angels and they've just sort of realised that all the statues around them are supposed to be these two-headed race, but they only have one head. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, Times of Angels is so great as well because it's got those brilliant little moments in it. Um, like, uh, obviously, because Stuart Moffat has heard what the fans have said and all that thing, of, why don't you just open one eye and close the other one? And, you know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work with yeah. Amy. And there's that brilliant bit where Amy rubs the dust out of her eye. Yeah, God. Uh, <laughs> You know, still quite creepy now, actually. Mm-hmm. The, all the spods moaning about his jacket. Yeah. Which turned out to be important later, but wasn't actually a continuity error and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, the, like you say, a bit like the cliffhanger gets lost in the in kind of the, the all, other awesome things that happen with Time of Angels a little bit. But yeah, it's yeah. a great cliffhanger still. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? Well, number three, I had Utopia. So oh, OK, OK. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. Uh, so my number two, um, sticking with Matt Smith, and again, the, uh, do you know what? It's funny you sort of say turn left is mm. being a sort of cliffhanger because this this was like a cliffhanger that ended the series, and mm. um, the name of the Doctor. Okay. And you got the reveal of John Hurt. I mean, mm. say what you will about name of the Doctor, um, but that bit where you have this strange man sort of saying, you know, basically I did what I had to do. Mm. And then he turns around with John Hurt and it says, introducing John Hurt as the Doctor, you just think, what? What? <laughs> you know, the, the scream that echoed around a, a million living rooms of mm-hmm. what? Um, yeah, exactly. So you like, I mean, because I actually am denied about this going on my list, but it didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that purely that reveal and sort of Matt Smith going, you know, let's not uh, let's not talk to him. He's scary sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you get, like I say, one of one of the great scions of British acting turns around and that's sort of mind-blowing enough. But then mm-hmm. the caption comes up and it's like, what the heck? Yeah, it's one of those like ones where you generally think, okay, where is this going? Because, yeah. I mean, we never really had... We always sort of, like, had a presumption that the Eighth or the Ninth Doctor did the, the bulk of the fighting in the Time War. There's, mm. the, this is, like, really out of left field. And what I always liked about Name of the Doctor is it's 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 sort of like sets you up to thinking that we're going to find out what his actual name is, but that's not no. what the title refers to. What the title refers to is the 11th Doctor's sort of like um, dismissing the War Doctor's doings as not being in the name of the Doctor. Mm. And it's quite right. I mean, you know... As, as we saw in um, Night of the Doctor, after he regenerates, he says, Doctor no more. He doesn't, he does not consider himself the Doctor because he's going completely against his like, moral standings and just getting dirty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, so I mean, Marge nearly on my list, but didn't quite make it, that mm. one. Yeah. Um, again, one of the, I think, probably gets lost in the shuffle of everything else that happens in the name of the Doctor. Yeah. I mean, name of the name of the Doctor. It is a bit of a mess, but then again, I think sort of like that half of the series kind of was on the whole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's an unfair assertion. Yeah, I th- I think they were still trying to. I don't know whether it was just because they were still trying to do like the movie of the week sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of like I think it also didn't help because it was a split series. 
yeah, I think I think that 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 didn't help it at all, really. Mm. Yeah. So what? Else? What's your number two? Last of the Time Lords. All oh, right. Okay. That that nearly made it. Yeah, I can't. I just can't resist the, you know, we're you know that finally again after a, a, an emotional episode and again say what you like about Last of the Time Lords. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of get that that kind of big ending. Everyone's saying goodbye, and the Doctor gets in the TARDIS. Just sort of contemplate his navel about everything when suddenly the Titanic crashes through the door <laughs> side of the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the more... <laughs> it is one of the more audacious sort of, like, series enders. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the old, like, the, you know, the, the always thing they used to bang on about having tone meetings and all this sort of thing, and RTD stands up and booms, you know, then the bloody great Titanic's going to crash through the wall. Marvellous! <laughs> I was going to do the marvellous joke if he weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> that's a wrap. See you all next year. And if I go, what? Uh, okay, what? <laughs> okay, then, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty audacious. And again, Voyage of the Damned, pretty marmite I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like it still. I mean, it's been yeah. a while since I watched Voyage of the Damned, actually. But, I mean, I remember the last time I watched it, I remember sort of liking it more than I did on broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's just fun and <laughs> just kind of, you know, that whole thing of things bashing through the TARDIS walls and, you know, it's meant to be this impenetrable thing yeah. and then you just get the bloody great bow to space Titanic in there. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean... What, yeah, what I always liked about that was you sort of like got the feeling that it was the real Titanic. You didn't... You yeah, obviously you did didn't know find space out. Titanic. Yeah, we didn't know it was space Titanic. But it was, uh, that would have been, like, I think that might have been even more interesting, sort of. <laughs> well, I mean, you get the old fixed points in time yeah. debate as well. Again, I mean, does he save it or does he let it sink and all this sort of thing, you know? Well, so he would have to. He'd have to let it sink, wouldn't he? So. Yeah. Um, but also, Lost in, the sh- uh, Lost in a Bit uh, before, I think is actually equally interesting, mm-hmm. is uh, the master being cremated and Alderman's hand picks up his ring. Yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> what they actually did with it in the end of time is, was, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, all of a sudden he's got a satanic cover yeah. <laughs> that, like, worships him and then brings him back to life in a sort of a quite a shitty way. Yeah. <laughs> um, with old Mr. Refusis. Um, I mean, obviously, your mileage will vary with that. Um, but at the time, I remember yeah. people going, ooh. What, what's going on there? Yeah, so I think it would have been even um, more. It would have been more interesting if it sort of like somehow retconned it of actually Missy picking up <laughs> the ring. Well, I mean, I was, I was as I, I was about to say that I think maybe they cashed in that ship too early. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the, they didn't really do, like you say, didn't really do it that well. Um, <clears throat> Well, I mean, end of time. I think is is probably you know I think because we, when we talked about it in the Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. One, I don't think either of us really rated it very highly. Again, I watched it while I was extremely ill and wasn't sure it was actually happening yeah. on the on broadcast. Um, yeah, it's it's got a lot wrong with it, um, the end of time. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of, in retrospect of what we have now with Missy, um, you wish that, you know, mm-hmm. they'd used that to bring her back as Missy instead of, um, you know, another go of um, John Sim. Yeah. So, mm. you know, it's unfortunate, I think, but mm-hmm. um, what we, we now have to live with it, because obviously it's, uh, I mean, yeah. that would be an almighty retcon to try 
<laughs> try and fix that. I don't think it's possible. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, obviously we and but I think if um, we hadn't had the master since, we wouldn't really be that bothered. But obviously now yeah. we've got Missy. Mm-hmm. It's we're obviously a bit in two minds about. Oh, you know, I wish that they'd done it, used it to bring her in instead of yeah um, of Harold Saxon. But um, yeah. oh well. well. Hindsight, isn't it? We'll, we'll live with it. We have yeah. to. So, um, but yeah, I think you know. At the time, I remember going, "Ooh, right, interesting." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you remember the last episode, we ended up with the same number one. We I'm did. Very curious as to to see whether we've still got the same number one this time. Yeah, let's do it. Go on then. The Pandora opens. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> Um, well, I picked Pandorica Opens because for all, it's like, uh, as is the norm for Doctor Who, you know, series finales, you know, the Earth is in danger, the, you know, the Earth's danger, the, the galaxy is in danger, etc, etc. But this is the one two-parter where everything generally feels fucked. You've got the Doctor <laughs> locked away in the Pandorica. You've got Amy basically getting murdered by her Auton boyfriend. And then the TARDIS <laughs> explodes, and then every single star in the universe joins it. And you just yeah. sort of think, well, <laughs> yeah. how are they going to resolve this one? And yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I quite like the Big Bang as to what it, how it sort of like does it. Because, you know, Moffat being Moffat, he doesn't like immediately jump to like the the resolution of the cliffhanger. It sort of like dances around it a little bit, and even then, it doesn't quite do it because what you end up finding out is that human kind, human history, sort of like carried on, sort of mostly, but a bit weird. And there's no stars, uh, but even that's starting to fail because the, what is the sun in this new timeline is basically the, the exploding TARDIS, and even that's starting to give out. And reality starting to crumble. And um, what what actually put it on my number one is not all, all that I mentioned before. It's when you have Murray Gold's score, mm. and it just abruptly cuts out. Now on the soundtrack, yeah. it's it's so like you know ends properly, but in the TV version, it just like stops right in the middle of the note, and everything just goes it's quiet. Just, yeah, and it's, it's just right. it's chilling. And you yeah, just think, it's really creepy. Yeah, it's just like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> um, I I absolutely agree. I mean, because I remember that I think I watched that with a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. so we were all sort of you know clucking away sort of at the end, mm-hmm. and it was only when we played it back mm-hmm. that we noticed that, like you say, it just went and stopped. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. I mean, because again, talking about sort of run-ups, I mean, because obviously we talked about it with, um, you know, Series 1 and all the Bad Wolf stuff and running up to the end of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we had this whole series teasing all this stuff with the TARDIS and the crack in the walls and, yeah. you know, that sort of amazing bit where the Doctor pulls that piece of the TARDIS out of the crack and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was it was really building up sort of exponentially. Yeah. And then to sort of pay it off with that. Mm-hmm was great stuff and yeah, yeah uh, like i say in, in 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 terms of shit hits the fan yeah scale it doesn't really get much bigger than the end of, of pandora opens yeah, it's, it's never really sort of like well i don't think it can eclipse it really not really no. no um 
But I think sort of like in on the whole, I always liked like the cracks, um, as the sort of like the, the theme, for the for the series because it was actually that was one of the like the really like, few effective ones I thought, because I mean you usually had like those sort of like key phrases and, whatnot, but the cracks were always sort. I mean some of them like. Some of the placements here were a bit weird, like like at the end of Beast Below, where it's like randomly zoomed in on a crack. And that wasn't that wasn't too great. But on the whole, it was this sort of like sense of, okay, what's going on? This doesn't look good. Right, yeah. And and to sort of like pay it off again, like we say, as they did. Mm. Oh, Absolutely. Like yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to say, it, it came close to being on my list, but... Um got bumped off by a few other ones. Mm. Uh, well, as I was gonna say, I mean, isn't it remarkable that out of a choice of less cliffhangers, yeah. we all we came up with a virtually entirely different list of yeah. five each apart from Utopia. That's, that's bizarre. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so my number one, mm-hmm. Doomsday. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, um, that was sort of like, it was one of those, I mean... So, Again, like with these sort of like top five lists, a lot of them can be easily interchanged. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think Doomsday didn't make it for me because I sort of like I, I seem to remember already knowing the darks were going to come into it because I think was it the end of um Fear Her when they did the next time trailer. Yeah. I think there was this one quick shot of somebody getting killed, like a, just a random person on the street getting killed, but mm. they had the actual dark extermination effect in. Yeah, and that just like okay, so the dogs are in it, and I and I thought to myself, well, probably going to be shown up at the end, and lo and behold, mm. yeah, I think. But I mean, purely for me, it's the Donna reveal. Yeah, in do I mean that's that's purely what does it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it sort of it precedes the um the Titanic crash through, so yeah. things invading the TARDIS that shouldn't be there was a pretty new idea. Yeah. Um and yeah, just the the shock of say you've, again this sort of huge emotional moment, sort of runs straight through with a sort of very angry woman in a wedding dress <laughs> appearing in the TARDIS for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that sort of like it almost gives you whiplash. How... It does. It really does. <laughs> sort of like quickly the mood changes. Like, to, like oh, well, well, well. I mean, you're with the Doctor. So like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they all what 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 and I mean because it was sort of turning into a semi semi tradition when it mm-hmm. when it happened again in the, in the with the Titanic. Yeah. Um, we sort of kept expecting things to crash through the TARDIS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it it was difficult to dislodge as my favourite when I was sort of reading through them. I thought I do just kind of love that one, just the simplicity of it. Yeah. And yeah, just I mean, obviously as well, you're sort of you're getting a bit of a nostalgia bomb with how great Donna was and mm-hmm. what she turned into. I mean, obviously, Runaway Bride isn't reflective of that. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, it's it's a just it's just a great episode. It's a great little kind of like you say, it's a bit emotional whiplash, mm-hmm. but it it's it's just such a great little idea for a cliffhanger, and you know. I remember I was like, I couldn't wait till Christmas to see how they paid it off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was going to say, after you've been through the ringer and you've, you know, gone through your box of Kleenex in mm-hmm. Doomsday, and then you get that, and it's like, see you Christmas, suckers. Chew <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird. So I've gone for, like, the apocalyptic everything ends sort of <laughs> finale is <laughs> my I mean, favourite, and... And, you, and you've got Chatty Woman in the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Takes one to know one. Um, 
<laughs> um, you said that. Um, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Got to be true to yourself, Mike. Well, know fair thyself. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I do like explosions. Who doesn't like explosions? Um, you know, uh, yeah. I think it's... Um, and as well, I seem to have picked all the big sort of kitchen sinky yeah. kind of episodes. <laughs> Doomsday and <laughs> and turn left and all this sort of thing. It's funny how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I've... it's so weird. I don't know. Just sort of must be what appeals to me in episodes, and mm. then you know, obviously, then my my um, impression of the the cliffhanger afterwards is then you know great greatly improved afterwards. I get, I guess that's how it's worked. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting. Sort of now that you think about it, that there's been quite a few cliffhangers in recent times where it doesn't end with the doctor slash companion in mortal danger or um sort of like you know the villains threatening to win the day and all that there's, there's been a few like deviations from the norm whereas mm. in like the classic era it was also like maybe it's 97 percent sort of crash zoom in the doctor's face as he yeah uh, when he's in mortal peril you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. that's our list, I guess. Uh, so, I'm, I'm interested to see what the people out there think of it. Mm. Um, and so, be I'd love to hear from people listening and uh, let us know what your favourite cliffhangers were. Yeah, so you can do that at our regular email address, com, to our Twitter account, greatestshowpod, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, whilst you're listening to us, feel free to check out some of our sister shows on the Simply Syndicated network, such as Set Simply Syndicated Movie News, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Masters of None, Do Ask, Do Tell, Bat Channel 66, Here Goes Nothing, Take It or Leave It, The Seventh Chevron, The Little Pot of Horrors, Queer Studies, Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots, Nerd Hurdles, Making Sense with Richard Smith, The Greatest Offensive Sporting History, and For Those About to Rock, and now, The Triumphant Return of Starbase 66. Oh! oh and it's, and you know what? I haven't said to say... Having listened to that, it's almost like it never ended in the first place. Oh, it was great. I mean, because yeah. I, I mean, I was doing what I usually do when I'm listening to podcasts. I was cooking, I was baking, mm-hmm. and you know, having those guys in my ears while I was, uh, you know, spraying my kitchen with the uh, cake ba- cake mix like yeah. I usually do, rather than <laughs> was uh, it was like it was like being back in two thousand and nine. Yeah, bless. The carefree days of 2009. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> That's nearly 10 years ago, you know, now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, obviously, Rick, we know uh, you listen to us, so uh, nice to have you back, guys. Yes, we are available to whore ourselves out on your show at any time. And you're also welcome to whore yourselves out on our show anytime. Absolutely. Obviously, we have to sort of work out time differences and all that, you know. Well, technicalities. Well, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so Simply Syndicate is in need of your support and the best way you can help us out is by subscribing to Simply Everything. For a monthly fee of just £6, you can enjoy a library of podcasts from the archives of Simply Syndicated as well as episodes of the exclusive Simply Everything shows Shaken Not Stirred and the remote patrol spin-offs Oh Boy and Trust No One. We also have a merchandising store available for both Europe and America offering Simply Syndicated branded apparel and accessories. Uh, we also have, you can support us through a monthly pledge on Patreon or you can donate to the network through paypal.me. And while we're speaking of money, obviously yes. this is this is only for like a limited time. So if you're listening to this after sort of like it, March, then I'll, if you're listening to us in the US, then you can't really help out either. But, you know, all the same, 
Emma's doing um, a thing for charity. Yes, Emma's doing a charity thing. So I am also in need of your donations, please, ladies and gents. So for mm-hmm. Red Nose Day, Comet Relief this year. So if you're listening to this when the show goes out, it will be the week coming up. Uh, the starting at 6pm on the 23rd of March and ending on 6pm on the 24th of March. I will be playing video games for 24 hours straight oh. in aid of Red Nose Day. So I will be broadcasting the whole thing on Twitch. Um, it will be so that'll be all on my Twitter and things like that. So um, and so, if you would like to give and support with this, I've already I'm nearly at my stretch goal. Mm-hmm. I hit my first goal uh, quite quickly. So thanks to everybody who supported me there, and also thank you to everyone who's helped me with the stretch goal. But I'm nearly there. I just need a little bit extra help. So anything that people can do, please do. So if you head over to my.rednoseday.com forward slash sponsor forward slash Emma Foster 4146. Um, those details will be on my Twitter. It's pinned to the top of my account. Also, the Greatest Show in the Galaxy uh, Twitter page very kindly retweeted it. It's on our Facebook page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, please click, or if, you, if, you know, if you're not able to donate for this one, you know, I retweets and spreading it around your Facebook friends, um, anywhere else that you can get it be much appreciated and even if you just want to tune in and keep me company yeah. <laughs> that would be most useful i would say i mean it's all gonna be skype it'd be on twitch so i'll have the chat up on my xbox so i'll be able to see the chat so i think i'm gonna need you at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> um when i'm <laughs> playing right by myself so again if any of our american friends i know you can't donate to this one but if you want to come and join me at the witching hour mm-hmm. when um you know everyone, all the british people are in bed <laughs> That would be most. It would be most. Yeah, most. Uh, I'd be most grateful if you guys keep me company. So, um, yeah. It's, so there'd be lots of different games. I'm going to try and get as many achievements as I can. So I'll be mm-hmm. tracking that as well. Um, there's going to be scary games, shooty games, puzzle games, all the all of it. I think I'm going to put together a schedule. So if there's any sort of game you want to see, if things aren't your bag, um, they'll be up. I haven't quite solidified what I'm going to do yet, but it's coming, so um, mm-hmm. I'll put those up. So. Yeah, if you're listening to this when it goes out or the week of, please come and support me. Mm-hmm. Go give her a hand. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to need all the hands I can, <laughs> I can get. <laughs> uh, I would love to like sort of join you on a Skype call while you're doing that. But I don't think it'll be much um, good for commentary, though. It's like, okay, well, what you want to do is you don't want to like die there. Um <laughs> Oh, that'd be like my beloved husband, who's really, who's maybe the world's most annoying backseat gamer. <laughs> now, um, what you should have done. Yeah, what you should have done there is. Not well, let's remind, let me remind you the last time I tried to get you to play Left with Dead, Left for Dead with me, dear husband, and you spent half an hour spinning around in the cupboard because you couldn't quite work out the Kukoda trolls while I was trying to kill all the zombies. So let's leave that one there, shall we? <laughs> in fairness, I am dying a hell of a lot in Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Everyone is, I think, to be honest. Can, most people, yeah. most people seem to be sort of prancing around on a horse and not doing anything. So I think, you know, I think the fact that you're actually doing things is uh, quite remarkable amongst people playing that game at the moment. I'm just like every time like one of those guardians appears, I'm just like, shit, no, get out, get away. <laughs> um, much like me, and every time I've ever played Fallout, it's like I can take a death deathclaw. No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so anyway, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, take care and bye-bye.